Welcome. You're listening to the Salesforce Marketing Cloud podcast for the UK financial services community. Our aim is to let you know what's happening, when it's happening, and how you can get involved. We'll keep it short and in downloadable form so you can listen wherever you are. Hit subscribe to get notifications of new episodes, news, and announcements. I'm Miles. And I'm Joe. And we work at Salesforce in the UK. As ever, any views here expressed are our own. That's right. Don't base any purchasing decisions based on what we say. Just sit back, enjoy and learn. So what are we talking about this week, Joe? Well, I'm delighted to say, Miles, that today we're joined with our product leaders, the larger than life characters that are the wonderful Sophie Crosby and Stephen Barrett. It's so great to have you both here. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us. We're really pleased to be here. I'm really fortunate that I get to join your calls every month and we have a whistle-stop tour of everything that we've got coming up and they're amazing and I just feel that it's really important that we share that with our, our wider audience. So today it would be great to learn about the upcoming major releases for Marketing Cloud and how we're doubling down on our investments and in things like CDP and who better to get us up to speed. Sophie, Stephen, please introduce yourselves. My name is Sophie Crosby. I'm SVP for Outbound Product for Marketing Cloud. Um, I live in North London and I've been with Salesforce since 2019, early 2019. But I was previously a customer. I was head of insight and marketing at Ticketmaster International and I deployed and rolled out Marketing Cloud. I developed a single customer view data warehouse and um, yeah, made Marketing Cloud, put marketing and data in the hands of marketers in 18 markets. So now, I remember on the other side, gamekeeper turned poacher or poacher turned gamekeeper. And I'm really on a mission to connect colleagues and customers with our marketing product vision, our capabilities, and to make sure we're building what customers need. So yeah, that's my gig. Fantastic. Thanks, yeah. Sophie. Stephen? Yeah, and Stephen Barrett, VP Product Management. I work on Sophie's team. Um, and just to add to what Sophie said, I think I think Sophie and I and really everyone on our team are passionate not only about the, the tools that we have here at Salesforce, but about how that can transform people's lives and, and in an everyday, you know, everyday manner, right? So uh, how we can make lives better, jobs easier, you know, and, and how we can use our tools to do it. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I really second that, by the way. I love the idea that people using our tools have a more enjoyable and better job as well. It's not always true <laughs> because marketing technology is complicated, but that's something that Steve and I are really passionate about, for sure. Yeah, great. Now it comes through. So you are responsible for shipping our major releases. We have a number of releases every year. Do you want to talk to us about why these are such a big deal and when our next release is coming? Well, I'll start, but I think I'll hand over to Stephen. Uh, he's been here at Salesforce longer than I have. But I think the secret sauce, if you're a Salesforce customer, is that three times a year, that product is upgraded. New features come, new capabilities. Um, everything gets better all the time. So what you bought three years ago gets better three times a year, every year. And there are interstitial releases as well with extra bits and goodies. So uh, we're really looking forward to um, a, a bit of a monster release in October, I think. I don't know, Stephen, what, what, what do you like to say about our releases? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an absolute absolute monster release. Um, the the great thing about just cloud computing in general, right, is that you're you're constantly getting innovation, you're constantly getting new features and new functionality, and and we as a team and as you know the whole product organization, we listen to our customers as much as possible to hear, you know, what they want in the products and how we can make them better. Um, 
as a quick level setting in marketing cloud in general is kind of a few different pieces, right? So it's, it's our CDP for data management, it's interaction studio for real time personalization and engagement, it's messaging and journeys for, you know, the right message in the right channel at the right time. Um, it's Pardot for uh, B2B marketing. And, and it's most importantly, it's data Rama for that holistic view of marketing performance and, and how everything ties together and if it's working or not. I think this next release that we have in October, uh, like we said, it's a monster release. The primary focus, Sophie, I think is, uh, is really in CDP, right? There's a ton of things coming in CDP. Um, if we go into it, I mean, I can, I can talk about a few things inside. Well, I think one, one of the things that's really exciting with CDP, so I spent years at Ticketmaster um, working on building a single customer view and having to build my own data team, uh, my own QA team, my own extract transform load, you know, data engineers, but getting infrastructure, doing data quality. And CDP really does a lot of that hard work for our customers. It doesn't mean there's still no work for them. They have to prepare their data and figure out what it is they want to do. But we're building capabilities into our CDP that are really phenomenal. Stephen, I think some of the big stuff in October is a lot of the streaming insights and being able to take action on those. So yeah. from web tags, from SDKs, live streaming data and being able to trigger actions directly and set up rule, by, rule sets in, in CDP to take actions. That's one yeah. big thing I think. I think it's the streaming stuff and it's also the, you know, the, the power of, of the platform is the platform, right? And so it's the interconnectedness of CDP to other products, to commerce cloud, into interaction studio, into messaging and journey and that. So we've been doing quite a bit investing in that and how do we move that data around? How do we make sure it's, it's working properly? Uh, Sophie, as you said, uh, real time, real time is a goal for our CDP. Uh, so that ability to have streaming data come in and then uh, eventually in the future, we'll have more real time for segmentation and activation. Um, we've got things like the Google cloud storage connector, the MuleSoft connector that's coming in, um, you know, integration, better integration with Tableau. So a lot of great things coming in, in CDP. And it's just, uh, I think one of the other ones, uh, Sophie, which I can't believe we forgot because we talked about it this morning is fuzzy matching and identity resolution, right? So, you know, instead of just saying miles Lamont miles lamont and i have to be exactly there then i can you know maybe miles misspelled his name or maybe he's got an accent on it or that is that intelligence built into the cdp to join in that single view of a customer right um you know we have uh, one customer here in the uk that has eight different commerce platforms and miles or joe you might be in there eight times so now in our cdp you can have those rules not just exact rules but even fuzzy matching rules to to build that single profile of a customer that's a big thing coming it's it's huge and i think it's only just the beginning as well i mean i i can see you know i, I always talk about cdp and our work on this it's a really well-funded rich deep complex roadmap i think of it like an expanding universe you know it's almost hard to keep up with once we get you know from the next release and the the following release and the following release it really just turns into a universe of possibilities and things like fuzzy matching is just the beginning i can see that we'll be you know adding more and more capabilities to to do sort of nuanced um uh, uh, melding of customer records and understanding those and also adding value into melded color customer records as well one big value add is calculated insights of course which is was a huge release in june we're getting some more additions to that we've got a 
a, a really big use case, uh, Casey's, who actually run, um, uh, they're the biggest, I think they're the third biggest seller of pizza in the Midwest. They actually run petrol stations and convenience stores at petrol stations. But they've asked us to use calculated insights in a really extraordinary way, Stephen. And our team's been helping work on that and make that work for them. Yeah, absolutely. Just the idea of, you know, propensity to buy and, and personalization based on, I know that Sophie every morning buys a breakfast pizza and a <laughs> 40 ounces of coffee every single morning. So, you know, I want to make sure I'm offering her the right things, right? And all of that can be done inside of the inside of the CDP. So no wonder I'm putting on weight in this pandemic. <laughs> breakfast pizza every morning. Well, perhaps that it would be if I was in the Midwest. I don't know. But the point is, um, it, it's really exciting. And cases have already seen an eight percent uplift. They're able to calculate propensities on the fly from what they've seen people doing in the past, what they're doing now, and then really drive relevant offers in timely ways to them. So it's really exciting uh, what we're seeing customers already starting to do with our CDP and some of those built-in functionality. So, so yeah, so I mean, big monster release on CDP in October, lots mm -hmm. going on. So, Sophie, Stephen, this, I mean, there's so many capabilities they were shipping in this release. I mean, it feels very feature-rich. It sounds, it does sound like a monster release. As a marketer who may not be using a CDP today, but we've heard the buzz around it, we, we've heard our peers are investing time and resources into it. If we were to surmise, what are the core capabilities that a marketer, what, why are they taking on these CDPs and what are they using them for you know, at a much higher level? I, I think that's a brilliant question, right? And, yes. and really, uh, because the, the three little letters of CDP mean something different to every single company out there, right? So when we talk to customers, it's more about, to us, it's around putting data in the hands of marketers to, to segment, to activate, to make it easy to build that single view of a customer, right? That's what we want to do. Um, you know, with, to us, it's also about easy integration with maybe your back end for data science or other things like that, right? So, um, yeah, but for, I think the key thing is data in the hands of marketers specifically for the CDP. So, if you yeah, I mean, it just stands for consumer data platform, doesn't it? And many things are a consumer data platform. I think we tend to see from the customers, and certainly when I was a customer, I had data in lots of different places. So I had many records uh, for Sophie Crosby, but what I wanted to see was all of the different events that Sophie Crosby was not just buying tickets for or how much, or were they VIP tickets, but I also wanted to know where she was going, which venues she was prepared to travel to. And I wanted to even know what Sophie Crosby was looking at in her basket, what she abandoned, what else she was interested in, and put all of that rich data together so that at Ticketmaster I could offer out really relevant um, uh, content and, and, of course, sell more. For most people, CDP is about sell more, so make more money by selling more, um, save more, so automate more, you know, save more time, pull data together, you're not dig digging around in lots of data sets. And I think a third big investment aim is to mitigate risks. Um, you know, for me, when I got to Ticketmaster, I had marketers, I, well, I can't tell you, it's a long time ago and nobody's doing it there anymore, but you know, there were Excel files flying about. I'm just gonna say that, you know what I'm talking about there. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that keeps marketers awake at night, right? Like I would awake in a cold sweat. Um, so I think make money, save money, mitigate risk. Saving money is often about automation and really being able to bring all of that data get together. And as Steve said, 
putting it in the hands of marketers. And for many marketers, just the ability to federate data from different places, bring it together and really create actionable segments is extraordinary. Um, what we're layering on on top now is, as I say in our October release, all of these streaming events coming through and the ability to then be able to take action in real time as well. So um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of customers struggle with that. And I think there's also the, the point to be made that so many marketers don't have the SQL skills or those specialist PI skills to be able to go and serve up their audience segmentation, yeah. to quickly go and get that, to, to make some sort of a change in, in their daily work. And I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on how marketers can leverage a CDP capability and how that enriches and complements the work that their data science and BI teams might be doing with the data links. Because sometimes that's something we hear in the market is the marketers can be a little hesitant to get into doing that data segmentation themselves because they think they don't have the skills or they think that it's being done by another team. What's your experiences on that? What's your thoughts? I, I think what I've seen, at least in the, the last, I'll call it four or five years, is we've seen way more, I, I'd say, data marketing people instead of just a back-end data science guy sitting in a basement somewhere writing queries we have them now sitting in the same cubicles or in the same floors or at least on the same team now virtually as those other marketing people that are designing the emails and doing that other stuff right um i think we have a customer here in the uk that uh if it's the end of the month and they haven't hit their target and they're you know they're low it takes three weeks to get a segment back to do a campaign. So they have no chance to do a quick campaign to try to you know, bring in more revenue, just no chance at all, right? Of course, Stephen, that means you end up spending all your money on performance marketing. You're exactly. really spending a lot of hard cash to make that money before the end of the year, you know, uh, before the end of the month, sorry, to hit your numbers. But if you can put that power in the hands of marketers with known data. I, I just wanted to share something that I recalled because, um, through some of the training that we've had, I learned that we did a survey before we um, invested in the CDP um, with our customers. And many of them actually thought they already had a CDP and they thought they had it from Salesforce. And I found that was really interesting. So how do customers even know whether they've got a CDP or not? I, I, I don't know. I, I'll be controversial and say, I, you don't need a CDP. You need, you need tools that can solve the use cases that we just talked about. Right. I think that's because before the CDP, what Sophie, we had operational data stores, we've got data warehouses, we've just got a database, right? There's all these things. So I think when you look at, you look at the needs of your business, you look at what you're trying to do. Are you trying to build a single view of a customer? Are you trying to have pre-built integrations to other platforms to easily activate out to there? Are you trying to do fuzzy matching and identification and that type of stuff? Are you trying to put segmentation in the hands of the marketers? That's how that's how we make it easier, right? So, um, yeah, Sophie, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, delineate those use cases. And I'm sorry to say it, they still fall into those three buckets. Know what your business value is that you seek. What is it that you want to do tomorrow that you can't do today, but that you wish you could with the data that you know you have? Um, do you want to reduce that time to create a segment from three weeks to two minutes? That would be pretty cool, right? Being able to create a segment and target and action a group of people you know at the moment that you think about it almost at the speed of thought or or what what is the business value you seek and i think it's really about delineating and defining those business use cases and i think you know for us at salesforce 
both in our solution engineering and our sales team and our service team. It's up to us to work with customers to make sure they're really clear about what their success criteria look like, because that's how um, how we get success. You know, um, uh, uh, yeah, if you don't have a dream, how are you going to make a dream come true? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Sophie. <laughs> so um, we've talked a lot about data and naturally so. I think I've seen it said before that marketing is spelt D-A-T-A. So I understand why <laughs> our conversation is focused on this. Is there anything else in upcoming releases that you think it's worth sharing at this point? Um, I, think, uh, I think there's a big, inside of our messaging and journeys product, there's a big push towards mobile that you are going to see in the next few releases we're really excited about. Um, and so if you think historically, go back to kind of the exact target days and, and after, it's been very much a broadcast messages going out. If you look at where the marketing cloud is going now, it's about reacting to things that are happening on the website or in the mobile application and being able to, you know, put people in the right journeys, interact in real time with them in the right way. So uh, lots of great features coming out of mobile um, and, and more to come in the future there. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to that too. I'm having quite a lot of conversations with my customers around mobile. So I'll, yeah. I'll make sure they know that there's a lot more goodness to come. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Brilliant talking to you, as always. Um, I think the final thing, and I know that you alluded to it earlier, is how do we decide what goes into a release? So from my side, I know um, that I've been asked to share feedback from my customers. Um, are you reaching out to customers directly as well? Yeah, I mean, as the outbound product team and as the product team, we do. So uh, Stephen and I and our team, we act as product sponsors for early adopters or customers that are using pilot versions of, you know, uh, upcoming product. We make sure that we're feeding back from that. Um, we also run uh, internally a kind of a global voice of customer voting round. Uh, and we do that regularly to make sure that both services, the field, People are really connecting with customers and hear from them every day what they want, get to vote on the features that they think are going to be most important and make the biggest impact, positive impact on their customers. So that's a really big one. We, we um, in the outbound product team, we often uh, have to come and show customers what's coming up in future roadmap, where we're going, what our vision is. And those meetings are extraordinarily rich source of information for us as well. Uh, we take those really seriously and we really listen to what customers are saying. Stephen, anything else to add? I mean, I think VOCs are, you know, voice of customer is important to us. I mean, just to add to that, I do think we have some amazing product managers on our team. Um, and, and so we do get in, involved with calls where a customer says, here's what I'm looking to do. And we'll get the, the owner of that part of the, of the, of the tool on a call with them and they'll say, wait, do you want to do this? No, no, this, what if I just did this? And so we do a lot of collaboration with customers to say, what exactly are you looking for? And, you know, if it's something that is like, ah, that'll take five releases to build, but actually 80% of it could be a really simple thing. Like that's, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for. So be noisy, log VOCs, talk to your AEs, talk to us. Like if, if you have, uh, if you have concerns and, it's just our job to keep pushing to make the product better every day. Perfect. Yeah, make marketing cloud better. I think that's our our, our, our um, slogan. Although it sounds disturbingly like "Make America Great Again," I'll have to have red <laughs> truck caps made up. Make marketing cloud even better. <laughs> Careful, Sophie. 
Okay, so look, thank you so much for joining us today. You heard it here first, folks. We have three releases a year, and I will quote Stephen that we have a monster release coming up in October. So um, I hope all of our customers are looking forward to that, and we look forward to your feedback on that. Yeah, as um, Sophie has said and Stephen has said, any feedback you've got, you've got lots of ways to get in touch with us. And obviously you can comment on this podcast too. So yeah, any questions, reach out to us like always. I just want to say a huge thank you to both Stephen and Sophie for their time today and the fantastic insight into what we've got coming up. Always a pleasure to speak to you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much for having us. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> we can't sorry ask about, more Sorry that. about the fire alarm, I, you know. I almost had to evacuate. I don't know if you guys heard that. I didn't hear it. No, okay, come no. on. Okay. You need an eventful life, Stephen. I do. I do. It's nonstop action. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Miles, right. Joanne, thank you so much for inviting us to come and talk to your listeners. We really appreciate it. We'd love to come back again maybe in a few months and update you on some more releases and more stuff that's happening in Marketing Cloud. We oh. will hold you to that. Yeah, we absolutely. Thank you. To that. <laughs> thank you. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Hit subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Reach out to us on LinkedIn or email us at podcastuk at salesforce.com if you want to give us feedback or suggest content for new episodes. Until next time. Thanks for listening.